Hello and welcome to the Backyard Catch podcast. This is Nick Roby once again. We're doing a college football show edition. We got our good friend, Mr. Barrett Black. Barrett, how's it going? Hey, Nick. Doing well, man. Feeling much better this week uh, after last week's stuffy nose and all that. Finally kicked that, so yeah. feeling good. Good. Good, good. We're in full December mode. We, you know, have to have the Christmas tree lit up. So even though you can't see it, guys, it is in full display. Christmas tree and packages. And packages. And a Clemson ornament. Just saw that, man. That is a massive tiger on that tree. It's a huge tiger. You got to let them know. You got to let them know where you stand, you know. Goodness. If I was a kid, that might terrify me. Tiger It's like exciting and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, and that football looks really cool, too. Yeah. I love it. We got a macaroon too, so we got a little bit, a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's a good mixture. Yeah, on the tree. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's only like a couple of different things we could talk about in the college football world yeah, going man. on. The, there's a lot of games coming up. You know, the bowl season. You know, we got what? What do you call it? The uh, tic tac toe, cheese it, squeeze cheese bowl. I mean, we've got bowls for everything these days you know i think you you have to pick some kind of product sponsored by a different uh small company Mm -hmm. sponsored by some kind of description of a holiday or just some kind of like fun thing yeah you know we've got the cheese it bowl the san diego credit union uh bowl holiday bowl Um, and i think my favorite are when it's a bowl presented by something something else yeah how much can it be to present a bowl? I mean, is that a huge advertisement? I don't know, but then it's like they're sponsored. Like, there's new ones, like Redbox is a new one. The Redbox Bowl. Redbox Bowl. But then the Belk Bowl is yeah. very similar. I mean, I mean, I'm curious to see what those tiers would be. Somebody's got to have those numbers. Yeah. What oh, well, I'm the sure different you levels are. And find it out, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a lot, a lot to talk about with that. Did anything, uh, I figured we could start talking about the conference championship weekend because yeah. that's probably on fresh on the brain. So it's not as many games, but they all felt pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, what stood out to you from that? Um, I mean, I knew LSU was going to be way overmatched for Georgia. And um, I expected, you know, on last week's show, I said I thought LSU would win by three touchdowns. But, man, it just really wasn't even close, ever. You know, uh, it was a total blowout. I think that Georgia was exposed as being a team that cannot play with um, the high-powered teams. And, um, yeah, that was probably – oh, and the fact that Oregon really – they put it to Utah. That one wasn't very close either. They came out strong and hot. Yeah, I'd probably say that was probably my biggest surprise of the championship weekend was actually the first game with Oregon – not necessarily that they won, because I, I mean we we were talking about here before in previous weeks how Oregon could have easily been yeah yeah representative They're a great team they're a great team if they you know if they hadn't we talked about how maybe if they hadn't played Auburn or I've seen things if they hadn't played Auburn at the beginning of the year and just mm-hmm. played some kind of random cupcake they're going with one loss I mean yeah. you could make an argument that then they would be the playoff the team, team. Yeah, but sure. the fact that Utah just laid an egg I mean mm-hmm. it, they won. Oregon won 37-15, but Utah didn't really score until late. And Utah was favored in that game. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin came out very strong in the Big Ten championship Mm -hmm. game. Honestly, I watched the the whole game. Well, I think I fell asleep like right as uh, Ohio State was dominating the second half. Uh, Sure. And so 
I fell asleep. It was pretty late. But Wisconsin made it very compelling in the first half. And, I mean, Ohio State came on strong there at the end of the first half. But, man, Wisconsin came out and punched them in the mouth hard. And their defense was playing excellent. And, um, yeah, they, they made it compelling. I think that they may have laid out a little bit of a um, – kind of a blueprint for how OSU can be vulnerable. Um, And it takes great defense to beat OSU, and I think Clemson has that. I think OSU is probably sad to be ranked number two in this week's rankings because they have to play Clemson, who's playing great football right now. Did you see a video? Have you seen videos of Ryan Day's like live reaction time? No, it's kind of funny. I mean, he's pretty stoic as it is. Yeah, yeah. as most football coaches have to be. Is it just me, or do you get distracted by his eyebrows too? They're so strong. I don't know. That's a side note. Yeah, he's just got very, very strong eyebrows, um, but he's just so stoic. That's yeah. hard to read, but even you, you can see he was like, "Oh boy, yeah, here we go." I mean, as a fan, for me, you're like, "Great, just which one of the two are we playing?" You yeah, kind of exactly. knew from mine that we'll get into playoff stuff for sure later. But it was interesting to see uh, Wisconsin be able to with a running game. I mean, obviously that's their mo with a little bit of play action and some different stuff. I mean, they they were playing. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor had an excellent first half, and um, their quarterback came out, and I think he was super excited through some great passes. First first play of the game was like a 22-yard pass, and he got like really into it and was like, hey, we're going to really do this. They just didn't have the longevity, though. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't hang with No, them. no. I mean, Ohio State has too many athletes in that. So that was interesting. Um, I think um, Cincinnati did everything they could to lose the game against Memphis. Um I think they had like five drop passes from receivers in the first half. Yeah, it's that they probably should have won that game. It honestly set up for them to win yeah. because you played them. I mean, it was the same exact same game as the week before, like Cincinnati at Memphis. It sets up to like you're not as scared of the environment because you literally just played it. Yeah. It's kind of known that Memphis' coach is leaving. Yeah. So they could have, you that know. could have been a little bit of a distraction. Could, could have been a little distraction for them. You just had to execute. And they just, they missed it. Even on that fourth down play. I mean, the guy was open. He just overthrew him. Yeah. Um, he threw a long pass to the receiver over the corner. So. I think um, Virginia made it as uncompelling as they could in the ACC championship game. Like, they scored early. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, maybe we're going to have a little bit of scoring on Clemson. And I was like, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Well, I think the thing, too, is like they definitely moved the ball. And they went for the we're going to try to control the ball, be methodical, and, and score. Because, yeah. I mean, that first drive, they were moving. And uh, Perkins just threw an interception. And Nolan Turner, our defensive back, caught it. And that wiped away any kind of score. Yeah, We score, and then they score. And then it just became a... They couldn't keep up with the amount that Clemson can score, but yeah. I, I was impressed at least with the first half of like they have an identity, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things when you watch that like it became clear that Clemson was going to win, which is I mean great for me, but you can kind of tell that Virginia is going to be a force down the road if Bronco Mendenhall and the rest of the staff can can put together enough athletes because it seems like they've got an interesting. Offense, like there's, there could be a foundation that's being built there that could yeah. be really interesting. I mean, the path is there for somebody to take over the coastal. I think it's just that's the thing is, is like, in the, at the end of the day, Virginia is a stepping stone program. Nobody cements themselves as a head coach there. Let's say that you know Mendenhall 
was um, like a good long term yeah. as a coach. As soon as he has strings together a mm-hmm. ten win season after having a season like this season, somebody's going to snatch him up at a destination program. Well, what's interesting, which you're right, like that's like that's the the hard part about a school like that is you need somebody to buy into like this is where I'm going. Yeah, um, was interesting when they were talking about in the game is that he specifically was looking for a team that was good and not just football like yeah. a school yeah and virginia fits that mold and a team that really needed some rebuilding so he, yeah. I think he kind of put his stamp on and really changed the culture mm-hmm. so i mean virginia's kind of excellence in sports it's just a matter of their football program has not lived up to mm-hmm. that so it was nice to play somebody different but from a clemson fan i love the way the offense was looking yeah now granted i i know that before everyone bounces back, that I know Virginia's secondary is like they were hurt and they're not what we'll see in the playoff. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to see the way it just the fluidity of it looked really nice. And yeah. was, especially with T. Higgins was balling out. Crazy stat is that he has just tied Sammy Watkins and New Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, for the most touchdowns in Clemson history and wow. receiving. Wow. They all have twenty seven right now. Crazy. So that means his next touchdown he'll become the all time leader. Yeah. Um so I think that's that's, that's two big names. Like, it's big names, yeah. and you don't you, you don't realize it because Justin Ross is probably the more of the well known name because of what he did in the championship game in the playoffs. He's yeah. more the electrifying player he's been for us. But see, he can, can ball. So yeah, yeah, man. DeAndre Hopkins is widely thought of as the best receiver in the NFL. So I mean, that's a pretty big name to to top. Yeah. So very interesting. Um, we can keep moving on. I mean, also the other one of note is Oklahoma Baylor. Yeah. I mean, we can keep talking about that too. I thought it was uh, Baylor. I was impressed that Baylor was able to maintain in the game. Yeah. They had to fight from behind. For sure. Starter gets hurt. They oh, had to yeah. Play, that was play a freshman. killer, like first quarter. Yeah. He's out. It makes you think like what they could. They seems that like they had a really good chance to win if he was able yeah. to stay in the game. Yeah. Um, did, do you, did you hear an update on the injury? I heard it was a concussion protocol. Okay. Um, okay. So he can be back for their bowl game then. That's good. I would imagine so, especially with like a few weeks That's good. to go. Because, I mean, they're, they've got a big one coming up. But yep. Oklahoma gets it done. Jayla Hurts gets it done. Doesn't play like well, well, he, like he oh, can. Yeah, yeah he, he played well enough to win. I think that they tried to establish a, a run game Um with not just Jalen. Uh, of course, they had C.D. Lamb back. He had some big plays. Mm-hmm. Um, not not Bolitnikoff's top, top plays, though, you know? Like, with him being a Bolitnikoff finalist, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I'm a little salty that uh, none of the, the three studs from Alabama ended up on the Bolitnikoff finalist, but it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Maybe Devontae Smith will decide to come back and get his chance next year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that we have our. Those are all the the big name conference championship winners. So obviously, which then is the big thing of this weekend? Is it also then determined? They came out with the rankings to then determine what the playoff was, and then proceeding after that are the New Year Six bowls, and then the other bowls that kind of fall into that. And so we can kind of break. We can kind of go through maybe the top ten just to, to figure finish it out. We've got one LSU, two Ohio State, which is really interesting that they switched them. 
Um, three Clemson, four Oklahoma. So those are the four playoff teams, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. This is where it gets interesting, too. We have five is Georgia, six Oregon, seven Baylor, eight Wisconsin, nine Florida, ten Penn State. So what that then means is in the playoff is that we've got Clemson, Ohio State, uh, two versus three, in Arizona playing the Fiesta Bowl. With Clemson's actually two point favor in that game, mm-hmm. yeah, they have right now, and then one versus four Oklahoma LSU in Atlanta. LSU opens up at a twelve and a half point favorite, and then the winner of those play in New Orleans for the national championship game. So, what were your thoughts of the playoff? Just that we can start with the selection of those four teams. Do you feel like they got it right? Do you yeah. like the order? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think they did a good job on the top four, and I think that honestly, it wasn't that hard for them. You know. They um, were lucky because uh, LSU absolutely destroyed Georgia, who was number four at the time. And um, it made it pretty easy to put LSU ahead of Ohio State, in my opinion. Ohio State struggled in the first half uh, against the Wisconsin team that, Mm -hmm. um, in the committee's eyes all season, they've not had Wisconsin close to Georgia. Georgia's been a top-four team essentially Mm -hmm. um, since the rankings came out. And... um, yeah, I think that LSU absolutely dominating them made it easy in their eyes. And then obviously Utah did their job losing the game to make it easy for the um, the OU uh, placement at four. So I think they got it right in the right order. And, um, yeah, it was pretty easy for them. Yeah. It's one of those things like I, I could have seen Ohio State or LSU being number one. Yeah. I wouldn't have disagreed with it. The interesting part was that they put they – had, they had LSU, switched it to Ohio State, mm-hmm for a couple weeks after Penn State, and then now they're switching it back to LSU. So it's just interesting that they hadn't, and I guess maybe they're just wanting these teams to really prove it or just The committees kind of like hurt themselves a little bit by some of the decisions they make. Like how do you value Ohio State's win over Penn State um, so high, but then come into the year you don't value Penn State over Wisconsin, who got beat by Ohio State twice. It doesn't make sense, you know? Um, I mean – and it may just some recency. It, like, what, that's what the thing is. You want it's the last feel. So these yeah. that's what these conference games are so important. It's the yeah. way these feel. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, Ohio State fans, like you, you can't blame them for being upset with it a little bit. Of just like they played three top fifteen teams, all one. You know, and they ended up winning all of them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's hard. It's hard to argue against LSU who yeah, just yeah. destroyed. Six, six yeah, six top twenty five wins. LSU. I mean. Had a, had an excellent resume. I mean, back to some of the the committee outside of the top four blunders. Georgia being at number five after the That's way the that one. they were yeah. destroyed. That's I mean, that doesn't make sense. Oregon proved that they're a better team than Georgia, in my opinion. Oregon should have been ranked ahead of Georgia. Maybe even Baylor ranked ahead of Georgia, you know? Um, Baylor showed a lot of fight against OU. And, again, Georgia did nothing against LSU. So just very surprised by that. Um, I think the fact that Utah is ranked above Auburn and Alabama is very weird to me. Like Utah, it's very interesting. You know, the, the whole thing was like Alabama didn't have any quality wins. Well, guess what? Utah didn't either. 
they got beat by the only two teams they played um, that were in the top 25, USC being ranked 22, and then they got absolutely whipped by Oregon. They got whipped by both teams, whereas Alabama, you know, granted they had two mm-hmm. losses to the two top 25 teams they played, but they were extremely close losses to the number one and number 12 teams. So that one is a surprise to me. Um, I think Wisconsin above Penn State doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah, there's just a few that are confusing. Yeah, I mean, and granted, like, part of the rest of this is that, I mean, the rest of these top 25 determine how you view the top four because that's then it's where you rank those teams. Therefore, that means what those wins count as, Yeah, you know. Um, so it's just interesting. Yeah, I agree. Georgia – Georgia's high, and I mean, when we've talked about this, it, it definitely just seems that they're rewarding more of these bigger wins versus like viewing the blemishes for what they are, yeah, you know. Sure. And because all these teams are imperfect, except for I mean, even like the teams that are perfect, they have some blemishes against them, and you have to rank them somewhere. But there are some ones that are really interesting. The interesting part for me as a Clemson fan is that they kept emphasizing, and we talked about this before, emphasizing that no one wants to be two because you have to play three. Like that was the big thing mm-hmm. of this, this weekend. And so from a Clemson fan, you're like, well, why aren't we number one? Which I'm not saying I would necessarily put Clemson one, but it was just interesting that that was the narrative that really stuck out yeah, is sure. it's like as a semifinal team, you'd rather play. Like I would rather play Oklahoma than play Clemson. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, sure. So that part's interesting. So we've got the semifinals, Semifinals out there, and I think they're the four right teams. Yeah. I think the committee got, like you're saying, they got lucky. Of the, this is a year where it's like it's pretty. It, it, we were worried at first, but it, it became clear like who who the, these four teams need mm-hmm. to be. And I think it also hurts a little bit of the eight team playoff. It did push it did. because you don't have any other teams that are like, man, maybe this team or not. Yeah. And I think it's starting to settle out maybe a little bit of maybe four is still the right number. Yeah, because I, I mean, right who, I mean, who are you going to put? I mean. Because Oregon honestly had their chance and they just blew it. They, you they know, lost, they lost to and it's five, five team. And yeah. it's still a great, respectable year. Like yep. they're ten and two or eleven and two as the Pac twelve champs. Yep. But just a team like that, for example, because every other team has at least two losses. Yeah. So I in that and at some point you have to cut off who's actually gonna win the national title. So um, do you want to talk a little Let's look at these bowl games, man? Well, little bowl games? Yeah. Yeah, let's look or were you wanna were you want to go Heisman? I can go either way. Yeah. Let's go bowl games and then go Heisman. Okay. Bowl yeah. games, Heisman. Um, we can start off since we're talking about Georgia. We got Sugar Bowl, Georgia, and Baylor, which we were talking about both. Those are interesting yeah. teams. Georgia is a seven-point favorite in this game, which is very interesting to me. These are like rankings. And those odds, by the way, are from ESPN. We just we just looked up as of today. Yeah. So and those are going to change. They'll change for sure. But – it's very interesting to me that Georgia is that much of a favorite after being beaten the way they were, and they lost this game to Texas yeah. after losing in the SEC championship game Last year. in a letdown. Yep. So it's just interesting. It's just interesting to me for sure. I think that there's um, this game is pretty intriguing. I don't know if you heard the Kirby Smart comments after the um, the game the other night, but he's been like uh, on Twitter today. Uh, railed against pretty hard because he pretty much threw his wide receivers under the bus saying that 
part of the reason um, that Jake Fromm has had maybe a little bit of a down year was that he doesn't have good guys to throw to or as good of guys as he's had to throw to. And you know as a wide receiver, it's not something you necessarily want to hear from your head coach. Um, So I don't know if there's like a lack of motivation like that going into it. Um, Also, Baylor matches up pretty well against Georgia, you know, like they have a pretty Mm -hmm. decent defense and um, they have enough offense to put points on the board, whereas Georgia has a very good defense, but have struggled to put points on the board. So um, I think seven's too much. I honestly think that I would favor Baylor outright right now. Um, just based on the things leading up to it. Yeah, I think, and this is where the, one of those, like, on paper, you would favor Georgia because they've got a couple of those wins. Um, they're the runner-up in the SEC. They, they lost in the title game. Yeah. But I don't know. Baylor, I agree with you. I would I would personally have fav- favored Baylor maybe by a field goal or something. Yeah. But it's just really interesting. And I would, if I was a betting man, I would not put money on this. If I was going to put money on this, I would put Baylor at least Baylor to cover. Points, yeah. yeah, I mean, I might, might even win outright because they have the momentum. This is like a great success season for them. Yeah, I mean, their coach, like, what a story, Matt Rule. I think that um, the only thing that could be going against them is Georgia not wanting to relive what happened last year. Where right, they were, that's the, yeah. Yeah, where they were trashed a pretty good bit after their loss to Texas. Um, also, what's super interesting, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter too, and we can move on, but Kirby Smart and Mark Richt have almost the exact same record after four years. It's like within a win and wow. like the losses. And I think Kirby has like maybe two more losses and one more win, and that's because of the playoff. Yeah. And they have, both have an SEC championship. Yeah. And that's after four years. Wow. So it's just interesting. It it's is like, interesting. Yeah. It's like almost, ex- almost the exact same. Um, so we're both leaning and Baylor in that. We can go Rose Bowl. We've got Oregon, Wisconsin, which feels like a traditional Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's two and a half points. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I like Oregon. I like Oregon. I think that they have that excellent receiver, number three. I can't. I don't. Can't remember his name, but Herbert and that receiver, they have been a power tandem mm-hmm. you know in these in these past several games um wisconsin showed a lot of promise in this past game jonathan taylor had a huge game and he'll probably have a big game against oregon but i think wisconsin was extra up for that ohio state game that's sure. the type, of, the type yeah. of game that they can get just kind of extra on and who knows if jonathan taylor will even play in this game i mean he's a, he's he a is, junior right yeah uh, i yeah. mean he can go to so the draft, running back yeah you know um who knows if he'll play? I think that whole will this or that guy play is going to be intriguing over the next three weeks to see what mm-hmm. kind of announcements are made. Um, but I kind of feel like Oregon, I would lean toward Oregon. Yeah, and, and you got to like the way that they're finishing the year. I, I'm, I'm leaning at Oregon, too, just because you're right. Like, Wisconsin really, like, laid everything out there mm-hmm. for the game. And to be respected, they, they really, like, gave it all they had. But Oregon's getting hot at the right time. Um, this means a lot to them. And I think that there's also a little bit of a chip of they want to prove that yeah. that they were good enough to be in the playoff. Sure. That's even a thing. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm leaning Oregon in this. I think this is one of the more exciting games mm-hmm. just because you also, you have two different styles going at each other. So I love, I always love that kind of a matchup. So that'd be really fun. Um, keeping in the new year six, we can go Florida, Virginia, 
Florida, I had this written down wrong. Uh, Florida must be the 13 and a half point favorite. They are, yeah. Okay, I had Virginia, but I was like, there's, that, that can't be right. No, yeah, Florida's 13 and a half. Yeah, I think um, Kyle Trask has been a great, uh, he's been a great story for Florida this year. And I think that Virginia, I mean, you know, they, they were kind of like that, oh, hey, somebody has to win the ACC Coastal. And I think that you'll see that in this game. Like, they're not a, they're not really a top 25 top team. Um, I think that Florida covers pretty easy in this game. Yeah. I mean, the thing of the feel of Virginia is still a little ranked because they're going to the Orange Bowl. Yeah. And, and let me put it this way. Virginia, you know, what they've got. Nine wins, ACC Coastal, division champs, let me talk about it. It's a very respectable year. And from where that program's been, like even the fact that they're in this game is huge. Yeah. yeah. But this feels like a marker of like they made it to the game, whereas Florida is going to be – like Florida's going to be ready to go. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's in the state of Florida too. For sure. And this is a program-building type thing for Dan Mullen. And, you know, this is for something for him to stack on top of and be like, all right, look, we got that – that uh, New Year's Six Bowl win under our belt. And Let's build on it. Even another thing, a little factor that's kind of interesting too, it's in Miami. Yeah. So it's in that whole recruiting, recruiting Miami, yeah. Florida, huge thing. It's a big it's a big pull for him. So I like Florida in this too um, to cover in that. Uh, we can go Cotton Bowl. We've got uh, Memphis is the group of five team. Mm-hmm. Um, they won their conference and they were highest ranked. And we've got Penn State, minus seven. This is probably the most... Um, Matchup of teams that you've never would have seen play each other. No, yeah. just, that's interesting. Yeah. But Penn State's a seven-point favorite in this yeah, game. Yeah, I think that these games where you play the best group of five team are always interesting because it seems like it can be a letdown for that power five team, and they don't get up for it. Think of Auburn versus UCF two years ago. Um, Auburn was the better team. You know, mm-hmm. They were better than UCF. But UCF came out and beat him because Auburn had a letdown after losing the SEC championship game to Georgia, not making the playoff, which they expected to, and then they ended up losing to yeah. UCF. Um, this is the, it has that type of feel to me. Is Penn State going to be able to get up, or is there kind of a letdown because mm-hmm. they didn't get a Rose Bowl bid? You know, and they're going to be like, oh, we're we're playing a group of five team Memphis, and Memphis is going to be like, hey, we want to show that the group of five teams are legit. Mm-hmm. You know. So, uh, I mean, Penn State's the better team. Um, Penn State should win the game. But will they win the game? I don't yeah, really know. I don't know. And, and the factor I'm leaning on in this makes me lean Penn State is also because Mike Norvell just accepted to be the head coach of Florida State. True. Yeah, that's true. Officially. So, I, I could see this being like Memphis is fired up. They have a great first half. Penn State, it's tied or close. And then Penn State's like just – they just pull away out yeah. of like a pride thing too. Yeah. Um, but this is a really, int- it's a weird kind of matchup. So it'd be interesting to see. And so I think that's all. And obviously the other two playoff of the other two near six bowl games. Um, but we've got some other interesting ones. We can go, we got your team. We've got citrus, Alabama, Michigan, Alabama's a seven point favorite right now. Mm-hmm. What's your kind of feel on that? Yeah, I think it's um, it's one of those kind of historical games. It's pretty fun to watch. Like 
uh, historical programs, two of the highest paid coaches and in the NCAA playing against each other. Um, Harbaugh who's really trying to submit himself as a, as a great college coach. I mean, obviously he's done great stuff in the past Mm -hmm. with Stanford, but still hasn't had like a ton of marquee wins at Michigan. And, um, Alabama's just trying to salvage a season that seems like it was a huge underachievement, you know, um, with a second string quarterback. I think Alabama has everything it takes to win this game by more than seven. But thing for me is who plays, you know. Um, we got a lot of juniors who are eligible to go to the draft, a lot of them projected first rounders, um, especially we got two offensive linemen, um, two receivers, who are projected first rounders? Um, yeah, we'll we'll just have to see who plays in the game. Najee Harris, he's not projected first rounder, but he's a running back. He's a junior. Um, does he decide to go to the draft? Does he decide to sit this out? I mean, that's why for me, this over the next three weeks is pretty intriguing. Yeah, no, it's very intriguing, especially in a game. It's hard when you're not when these players have been in the playoff and they're not in it. It's just not one of those years. So this is the, this is the worst quote unquote worst bowl, worst season since 2010, you know, since 2010, Alabama has been uh, with a chance to win the national championship every year, which is, which is really unfair because like, I mean, if yeah, the two injury just feels, it feels a little unfair, but yeah, it it is a lower than what they're used to. I Mm. would think Alabama still takes care of business. Yeah. I mean, obviously unless they have a huge, Influx of players that are leaving. I yep. just think. I mean, I just trust Saban more than I trust Harbaugh. Oh yeah, too. me too. Me too. Um, but I, yeah, it's it's tough. It'll be interesting to see how that kind of all plays out. Um, we've got the Outback Bowl, Minnesota Auburn, which is really interesting. Auburn seven and a half point favor. Auburn keeps going to the Outback Bowl, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you, what's your feel on this? This is oh interesting. man, I want to see who is Minnesota. I mean, we still don't necessarily know they had the big win against Penn mm-hmm. State. Um, but then they got handled pretty easily against Wisconsin. Um, Auburn is kind of a Wisconsin top team. Put it on the ground. Strong defense. You know, will there be a similar result, or does Minnesota, you know, row the boat and say like, "Hey, we're not, we're not the team we've been, you know, over the past mm-hmm. however many years um, since they were relevant." So I don't know. What are you thinking about it? I'm I'm leaning Minnesota, and especially at least to cover. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's especially at least get the points back. For me, it, it's a tale of Auburn's big thing this year was Alabama. So regardless of what happens, the fact that they beat Alabama, oh again, yeah, yeah. I mean, they that, can hang their hat. They on hang that. their hat. Yeah, they've been to Outback Bowl a few times. For Minnesota, this is like a, this is a, this can be a program defining win. For sure, it cements this as actually being like a good finish season. So I like Minnesota in this, but. It's it's an interesting one. It's one of those like it'd be curious to see as you're like sitting through the couch and flipping yeah. through games. It's one definitely you want to turn in, tune into. Yeah, man. So uh, did we pick Fiesta and, uh, and we didn't we Beach? didn't we didn't officially pick. I don't think. I was, yeah. We, so so what's your thoughts, man? Fiesta. Fiesta. I I gotta go Clemson. I mean, yeah. like I, I, I and I'm not just saying that because as a fan, I think that. The team matches up well. To me, it's going to be the more interesting of the two games for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I like the matchup. I think we match up well with them. Mm-hmm. Our defense, but their offense too. I think we fit them. There's going to be some points. Like I'm not saying that it's not going to be 31. It's not going to be 31. Nothing. It's no. not. Um, they have a great team. Yeah. But I think the thing is, like, can they stop our offense? Yeah. You know, because if we're playing the way we can play, 
and we can put up points with anybody in the country. Yeah, but sure. I, so I like our odds in this. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I gotta go Clemson in this. Yeah, I also feel like Clemson's gonna win the game, but it wouldn't shock me if Ohio State won the game. Like, I would not at all be shocked. Ohio State has prided themselves this year on being the most well-rounded team. They, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's been trying to tout that, especially Big Ten homers. Um, Ohio State, you know, all these people on ESPN, all these personalities saying Ohio State has shown them the most as far as the well-roundedness of their team. They have a Heisman finalist defensive lineman in Chase Young. They have a Heisman finalist uh, offensive player in Justin Fields. Um, Justin Fields, Georgia transfer, great story. Justin Fields, um, he and Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school were the two top guys. Mm -hmm. Um, One ranked the top pro style, one ranked the top dual threat. Um, I mean, it's just really, it's it's got a lot of storylines to it. But I think that, and while Clemson has not faced anyone that's even remotely as good right. as Ohio State this yeah, year, well, I would admit that um, too. and Ohio State has faced good teams. No one as good as Clemson, but has faced good teams. Um, that could play a role in this. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really close game. I think maybe even like a three-point game. Yeah. But I feel like Clemson has the edge as far as who they are and, and what they can do. Um, let's just see if they can stay out of like dumb mistake trouble. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's we'll see. Yeah. And can, can Trevor Lawrence make good decisions like last year instead of like earlier this year where he made, tried to force mm-hmm. some throws mm-hmm. and uh, was, was getting a little interception happy there? So, yeah, we'll see what he can do. Yeah, I like it. And I think also the, the factor in this, too, is Clemson's got the experience. Mm-hmm. doesn't always translate, but when you've been through this before, it helps versus True. like if this is a lot of these players, it's their first time. True. So we've got that one. And then we've got Oklahoma LSU. Uh, in the Peach Bowl, LSU's twelve and a half point favorite. I mean, what, I mean, does Oklahoma have a puncher's chance in this? Is they this have like, a chance, yeah, for sure. They have a chance. They have great offensive players. Mm-hmm. They have great defensive players. You know, they've got a linebacker who's probably going to be a first round pick. You know, um, and LSU does not have an outstanding defense. Although, in the last two weeks of the season. I mean, they gave up 17 total points, and they were studs, right. you know. So, let's see. Uh, I think they're on a mission, but I think also Jalen Hurts is on a little bit of a mission. Let's see. Could it be exciting? But at the end of the day, I think um, LSU covers. You know, I think 12.5 is just about right. I think they win by about 13. Yeah. yeah. Two touchdowns feels right. I think for Oklahoma, they need – offense needs to play on their game, and defense needs to get some time timely turnovers yeah. and rattle Burrow a little bit, which it, that's easier said than done. I was about to say, that's hard to do. That's man. hard to do. I think the offense for LSU just overpowers. 14 points feels – it feels yeah. right. Yeah. But I think Oklahoma is definitely very respectable in this game. So then that would have LSU and Clemson in the final. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I, I've i got to go with my team. Yeah. I mean, we're undefeated. We match up. I mean, we match up with them. Yeah. It would be a fantastic – if that was the final – like that's a great for that's sure. a great final and it'd be I think one for the ages honestly yeah it would be probably decently high scoring yeah I think it'd be in like forties and thirties like that type of a score just because of the way the offense works now and, yeah um but I don't know I mean I'm I'm gonna take Lawrence and I know people disagree but my my bias I mean for sure, sure. but I'm I'm gonna support yeah I think they've got it yeah and as bad as I hate both of those teams to be honest um. I really think that I would have to go Clemson too. I think that uh, experience 
I think experience wins and in that setup. You know, mm-hmm. Clemson uh, would have been to the playoff have been to the playoff five years in a row and um, has played for the national title for those years. I think that it'll show, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like Clemson wins a close game. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll another see. terrible year of hearing Clemson fans talk about the national championship. Goodness. It's okay. You still have your 17. So. I mean, is is the Heisman even a conversation? I think it's a conversation. Is in it's celebrating other players and what they've done this year. Yeah. But I would be shocked if it's not Joe Burrow. Me too. I mean, like what he's done yeah. this year has been incredible, and the fact it's for LSU. Yeah. I think that's not understated of what he's done for that offense. For it's sure. just changed. Oh yeah. The way that's looked. Granted, I mean, I think there's been a lot of great players this year. But, like, on paper, he's got he's got the Heisman moment. He's got the, two the number. Two did, you, did you see the play in the Georgia game the other night? I didn't get the play. Oh, second. my goodness. He was he was bottled up. Two, oh, is that the one where he's, like, hesitating for a long time? Yeah, like, a two guard? guys yeah. had him bottled up. I mean, how they did not make the tackle, no idea. Mm-hmm. He gets out, escapes the pocket, somehow launches it, like, 30 yards in the air downfield. It gets caught by Justin Jefferson, and he takes it. So they ended up flipping the field from, like, the 15-yard line to the 20-yard line on the other side. I mean, it was one of those Heisman moment type throws. Yeah. And I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, Crazy. Uh, what I don't understand is why does Chase Young even get invited? I mean, I understand, like, yeah, they want to say, hey, it's not just a quarterback award. But, dude, it's, it's not a little even bit close in the voting. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little frustrating because then it's like – if you're gonna put him, why not invite like Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, you know he's the Buckus yeah. Award winner now. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's really interesting. Clemson's the only program not to have a Heisman finalist in the Final Four. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, it is interesting. He's in there. I think they split it. I think honestly, it it would have been better for Ohio State for them to send one. Yeah. But so great year for them. So really interesting. A lot of fun football coming up yeah for sure and uh it's been a good good season of talking through all this stuff with you You yeah yeah lots of uh lots of talks i love it i love getting to talk talk to you every week about college football it's been really fun football's fun man it goes by fast it really does so fast yeah Yeah. i've really loved it too well guys thanks for listening um we've really enjoyed it this season uh really appreciate you guys just staying tuned with us and keeping up with us so remember just to share and like and um let us know your thoughts on this too if you like the picks if you disagree i know there's a lot of great teams this year so we really appreciate it but for now we are signing off